Hey everybody, it's Jonathan. And I'm Katie. We're taking a break to talk about family, culture, and what we believe God is doing on this earth. This is Intermission with the Mendo. Season 3. What you know about that? <laughs> this is like um it's super fun to do this again. It's a new season. We have turned a page in our life. And so I'm super excited about the season ahead um, for intermission, but also just in life. Um, and I just believe that what we're seeing God do in our lives is going to um, spill over Yeah. into podcast and I'm excited about that um, there's something super powerful um, it's actually in scripture but the word of our testimony slays the enemy and so um, yeah so we're going to be sharing our yeah. testimonies and what God is doing yes the testimony of Jesus and we're is the be slaying, girl, slaying, so girl. we're going to be slaying all season long yeah but today is a special episode of intermission because we are celebrating 13 years of marriage today's our 13th anniversary 13th anniversary and instead of spending it together we're spending it with you (laughs) i keep laughing a little bit giggling at you because it's not funny you're fighting a cough you're fighting a cold right now and so you're over here trying to hold it i am trying it's good um so if you hear jonathan's voice is a little off even more nasally Um, than usual but you know what he's here i am here all the coughing and kleenex and snot makes for a very romantic anniversary (laughs) And I'm sure it's a joy to listen to. (laughs) Anyway, we're just going to jump right into talking about, it's our 13th anniversary. We got married July 5th, 2008. Yeah, so with it being our 13th year of marriage, we wanted to kind of break that down and talk about. Man, we we like the idea of 13 years and then sharing 13 things that have made our marriage. Is that correct? That have made our marriage what it is. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. And I mean, and it's the post for the podcast is and it's only just begun 13 years, right? Yeah. Is that what you said? And so although 13 years is a lot it's a good amount of time because it's higher than the national average <laughs> yeah so. we beat the odds yeah praise god you know. um there's still we recognize that there is still decades yeah of for sure learning to do even talking with my dad today he was like i got 36 years <laughs> i'm like dude i'm never gonna uh, like you're ahead of me always it is what it is <laughs> um yeah so we understand that but Um, Just like we said before, um, we want to testify. We want to shout from the rooftops what God has done in our marriage. 
Um, and we thought just coming up with this little list, I put 13 reasons why, because I hear that's a show that's pretty terrible. Yeah, that has nothing to do with us. The show has nothing to do with us, but I'm redeeming the title. Okay. That's what I'm saying. 13 reasons why 13 years of marriage. 13 reasons why we have Katie's original title. We that's a working quit. title. We haven't give up. We love it. Why marriage is fun. Why... So many things. Um, so we're just going to move through this list in record speed. And we pray and hope that you as the listener, whether you are married um, as well or whether you are not married and praying for your a spouse um, to come. Um, I believe that this is going to encourage you um, right where you're at. Yeah, and there's 13 things on here. So not all 13, might they may not apply to you, but maybe one thing or two things that we've learned along the way. Hopefully, the 13 years of like any pain and suffering along with all the joy, you can learn that. You can have pain that. You can pick suffering. it up. Wow. Well, when you get married, you're like <laughs> mad selfish and you have to die to yourself, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. You just said pain and suffering. No, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not like being married to you. Is, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying uh, it's, there's it's a good. lot of growing up Here's that has to happen. Point one, I see the consistency of Jesus in my husband. Um, he's teaching me in his consistency to love me and Jonathan's consistency to love me as I am. It constantly brings me back to Jesus and his consistency with me. Just like my husband shows me day in and day out that he's not going to quit on me. He's not going to give up. That's exactly the model of Jesus. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm called to, to love my wife as Jesus loved the church and gave his life up for it. So, yeah, let's go. Yay. Thing number two. We are best friends. So I've always thought it was super interesting, especially like in movies and stuff where like there's a married couple and then she has like a dude best friend or like a best friend that's a girl that's like, they're like the ones that they share all the stuff with. Like undoubtedly you, I mean, even before we got married, you were my best friend. You were the person that I shared everything with. The good, the bad, the ugly. And I knew that I could count on you, one, to just listen, but also, two, to give me sound advice and or, like, act on the part of the Holy Spirit and talk to me honestly and openly and treat me like your best friend, which has been incredible to have somebody like that to rely on day in and day out. I think it's really interesting to me because the like we have really worked i think i think through all the seasons of our marriage which there were some that were not perfect and that were not all sunshine and rainbows um there weren't a lot of those though through what like bad seasons no we've been very blessed i know we've been very blessed um but throughout all the seasons one thing that we have been good at is our friendship um 
I think when other even in at times when other things are like not so great, whether we're not on the same page parenting or whether we haven't had a date in a while or whatever it is that is suffering in our marriage. I feel like our friendship has always been pretty solid. Yeah. Um, and it's so for me, I, f- when I see other couples, <laughs> that's funny to you. Um, when I see other couples, I just automatically assume that that's how everybody is. Like everybody is best friends with their spouse, but the truth is, and it's sad. A lot of people aren't best friends with their spouse. And so I think that this is an important one and I'm very thankful to you and to the Lord and yeah, that we've worked at a friendship and, um, it's, it's super important because it helps us be content with each other and it helps us. Yeah. I love that. Be content with each other. It's not just about, it's really making your spouse, the person that you emotionally depend on to hear you out. Really for me, at least, like the idea that like I can tell you anything is like amazing, but I've also placed you in that role as my best friend. Ooh, go ahead. Yeah. That's all you're going to say. Yeah, pretty much. It's true. No, it is true because it's very easy to put maybe somebody like for me, it's very easy to put one of my like super good girlfriends in that spot. I could find myself telling them more than I tell you. And we are big advocates on not every married person is like this, but I think for us, we're, we're, we are big for having friends of the same, like Jonathan needs his guy friends. I need my girlfriends. And I totally like, there are some things that I want him to talk to his guy friends about that he may not need to talk to me about. Now there's an openness between us that at any point we have this agreement, like we have this like knowledge of anything that I tell a girlfriend, like is always, Jonathan can always know. Does that make sense? How I'm explaining that? Yeah. I mean, so I would say that person, we're spending a lot of time on this, but it, it's kind of, it's probably because it's important. But it's important to make your spouse the person that you share, that you celebrate with first, and the person that you, I guess, suffer with first from the standpoint of like, they're the person that you come to. And I think what you're saying is there can be other people, but they're always like supporting roles. They're not necessarily that primary best friend role that you're like relying on that person thing three we try to solve each other's problems we do proactively and that could be my husband jonathan is so good at this so so good at this it could be like um a piece of jewelry that's knotted that i can't get it out but my husband comes up and he just grabs it and he's like here let me get it for you or it could be like um something um could be like i don't eat lunch because of like working (laughs) yeah and i make you lunch yeah yes but you had to you had to call me on that um because i get so wrapped up with the kids and if he's just working through lunch i'm i don't sometimes 
I just am focused on the kids. <laughs> and so he had to say, hey, when I don't eat, can you um, make sure I eat um, at one point? And you know what? Well, just like, not like you're supposed to serve me food, no. woman. But like to me, I was like, look, if you're making food for the kids, just make a little extra for me. <laughs> yes. And so I needed that. But I you mean, were serving me lunch and stuff before or you'd bring me a coffee or whatever sort of thing if yes. I was working in the middle of it. Yeah, but I'm just saying we're not perfect. So there are things that had have to be con- constantly communicated when we're not doing what we should be doing properly. Um, we want to solve each other's problems. So if I need Jonathan to do something for me that I feel like, man, it would be really great if he could help me do this thing, um, then I talk to him about it. But I just appreciate and, and I thank you, babe, for always just wanting to solve things, whether it's like hanging a picture or whether it's like really deep matters of like my heart. Um, you're always proactively looking to help solve those kinds of things. You're welcome. And thank you as well. That goes into number four where... We want to be each other's safe place. Yeah, it kind of leans back to the best. Like when you put your spouse in that best friend role, this is the responsibility of that other person. Amen. That they are that safe place. When they see that you're trusting them or you're sharing something, you've called me on this a couple of times where it's like even our daughter or somebody will like celebrate with us, celebrate with me. And you've seen when I have it, when I've dropped the ball on that maybe. And you've helped call me to it and go, hey, like, be better at this. And I'm like, yes, I need to. But it is this, like, be a safe place for your spouse that when they want to celebrate with you or when they want to share a hardship with you, that you proactively make room for them to land, like, safely. Yeah. Because they're putting themselves out there. And that builds trust. It does. Number five. Number five, you put leader. But this one's a little interesting because... The Bible is very clear about the husband and the father, father being the head of the home. But I have like undoubtedly seen there is this thing that happens when a wife trusts and like cheers her husband on to be a leader. And there's this thing that happens where a man doesn't just forge on ahead he makes sure that everybody's moving with him. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, so I think um, it's this thing where it's this, it's a little bit challenging, but in the best way possible from you that I get where it's like, man, if I'm, and we've talked about this before. If I'm not moving forward, then us as a family are not moving forward. Like we are being, held back by me and that's not my desire at all and so that's been huge in my life to constantly have people depending on me that I need to rise up and man up about number six we are each other's number one fan and this is so true like I could preach this from the rooftops um I always want to support 
my husband in whatever's on his heart and whatever he's doing. Um, and I hope he feels like I'm his number one fan. I think he does. Oh, for Um, sure. But I just love, um, I don't want to use the word bragging because I'm not bragging, but I love talking about the good things that my husband does, whether it's work related, whether it's home related, whether it's whatever it is like he are if you're a wife like or you're gonna be a wife one day like your husband needs to be honored publicly um I feel like it does something for who they are because you're literally speaking life over them and so I always want to be that for him and he's he's always that for me too he always, um, actually, he does more than just like cheer me on. He he inspires me to actually do and um, be, and so just be each other's number one fan. Just yeah. help you feel like I'm your number one fan because I, I am. I do. Okay, are you sure? Yeah, and this goes into the the next one I wrote is um, we dream together. Yeah. Your dreams are my dreams. Oh. And my dreams are your dreams. But really, like, they, they yeah. kind of have, through the years of marriage, like, when we were 13 years ago, when we got married, we definitely had things that we wanted to do. And I would say over the course of the years, they've evolved a bit. But how they have evolved is they've become more united together um and we it's true we have heard and consistently are hearing what god wants us to do as a unit and there are things that individually we feel like yeah we want to do this we want to do this but then that that's where we can become each other's number one fan and we could say yes do it i i am cheering you on like yes you're going to be amazing um but we dream together and for some, like for Jonathan, it's very easy for him to dream. He's he's dreaming constantly. He has an abundance of things on his heart and on his mind. And I love that about him. He inspires me to dream. I'm a lot more like he's he's coming out with the dreams and I'm like thinking practically, okay, how can we do this thing in across and say- the world and <laughs> whatever it is. And I'd say the dreams don't even like for me, most of the dreams that I have some like they're a lot of them are just ideas that I'm like, man, it would be awesome if and I would just be hype about this idea and then it'll like fizzle out. But I think feeling like, again, going back to that, that other person can be your safe place is huge because it's practicing. It's when you do that, it's like practicing this it's practicing dreaming together and it's practicing like i feel like the lord is like enlarging enlarging is that a word (laughs) enlarging yeah enlarging there you go (laughs) like your capacity to dream Mm -hmm. not just individually but together like what you two can handle together no that's true that's absolutely true and we get to 
challenge each other like when you know he could we could be believing for this thing that we feel like the lord gave us or dreamed up or whatever but then we get to hold each other accountable to that dream and so we're learning that and enjoying the process so our next one is we overcome together my victories are your victories which are also our victories if we're struggling about something um we don't stay in the struggle I mean, we don't stay in the struggle and we um, overcome whether we're having an argument and we're ticked at each other for whatever reason. um, We definitely um, overcome and we don't stay there. And so I think if we allowed ourselves to stay in the struggle, we would be stuck in 2009 (laughs) or something like and how many it's crazy because so many people just individually in life stay in the struggle but also in marriage um when you don't work through stuff and overcome the hard stuff together um you can't grow yeah and so we have more growing to do and more overcoming to do and you know, and as you're married longer, um, you know, I think back to when we were first married and what we would argue about, it was like the dumbest stuff. <laughs> yeah. It was so like surface level and yeah, just elementary. Yeah. Just deep love brings out deep things to work through. And so, right. Yeah, for sure. But there is no... We are working out our salvation right to the day that the Lord returns and we are made perfect in him. There's plenty of stuff for us to work out in each other. And the interesting thing is that's you and on an individual level yeah. and then it changes when you have kids and then it changes yeah. like for us when you bought our first house and you know with every big sort of thing that happens in life there's an opportunity for there to be challenges and there to be victories. Amen. Number nine, we serve to get, no, we serve each other. We serve each other. Um, We've kind of already touched on this, but honestly, like Jonathan has taught me so much. This one can make me cry a little bit if I think about it too much, but he is just, he serves us. He serves me. He serves our family in every, in every way. I mean, there's not a way, there's nothing I can confidently say. There is nothing that I feel like I can't ask him to do that. He won't say, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Or if he doesn't know how to do it, he'll figure it out. Like he is constantly looking for ways to serve our family. And that in turn makes us all, well, our kids are working on it. (laughs) (laughs) it makes me want to serve him and um it's just this beautiful cycle when you're serving each other in in marriage that is holy the next one is cooking together man i struggle with this (laughs) no not cooking together we cook for each other oh it says cook together 
I mean, we cook together less than we cook for each other, I feel like. Because, like, if you're cooking, I'm doing you're something else. You're handling the children. Yeah. Or something Or else. sometimes we tag team. Like, I'll say, I'm going to make this chicken, but I really need you to cut the potatoes, babe. Can you please do that? And so we tag team a lot. And I do want to say real men cook. Real men cook. Anybody can cook. Anybody can Watch cook. Watch Ratatouille. Yes. No one is above making the excuse like, I can't do it. Like, you just have to do it. <laughs> when you say <laughs> that, what you can't life. do is humble yourself and learn how to do something Whoa. for the other person. Yeah. Anybody can set the table. Anybody can get drinks for anybody else. Anybody yeah. can turn on a burner and keep an eye on something and follow directions. And now with YouTube, you can just like look things up and, and Pinterest. Yeah. Call people and... I call my sister-in-law so much. Shout out to Lily Valdez, who needs a food blog. Um, but yeah, you you do what you have to do. That's that's growing in love together. You cook. You and Jonathan is so good at this. He he when he has time, he loves to cook. Yeah, you share that burden of it but also i mean we used to eat so many potatoes when we first got married yeah it's the oh corn yeah like cook. stir fry is what we ate all the time um but you anyway. literally just threw it in a pan and waited make it fun figure it out together and then make sweet love <laughs> dear lord Okay, number, we have only three left. Number 11. Create legacy. We weren't passionate about this until my, my, I mean, we liked the idea of it. We thought it was one thing. Yeah. And then after your dad passed, we realized what it really was. It was like the fire was lit under us and we're like, oh my gosh, we only have a specific time on this earth to create a legacy that comes after us. And so it was like this passion for legacy um, just built up on the inside of us that now we're just relentlessly, relentlessly pursuing. And so this can be a whole episode on its own. But what we'll say is it is super important to build the kingdom of God if you're married through your family. And if you're single, through your church family, <laughs> build the kingdom of God. Build something that outlasts you. And the way that you do that is little, it's a little step every single day. It's like yeah. investing or saving or anything like that. You, you, it's part of the reason I think why so many old people garden. It's because you understand the concept of when you sow something, it's just a matter of time before you reap a harvest. And you've seen that throughout your life, right? And so I think as far as legacy too for us, I mean, it was like, man, what can we do to do that? And even this is part of that. Like, yeah, this is a big, this podcast is a big part of that. Like, we're not super, you know, we hope that it reaches people and blesses people. We're at the same time not trying to beat out Joe Rogan or anything like that. Or the, what's important to us is leaving something behind um, that's valuable that's right yeah when i think about this one i just think about so much more that we have to do you know that the lord has put us put on our hearts and things that 
you know, if I start thinking about it, I start feeling like, oh my gosh, I start kind of getting stressed. So I'm not like, I don't want to go there, but I want to um, constantly, like you said, just every day living that day to the fullest in with intentionality behind it. Um, so, yeah, because yeah. you can leave, for instance, you can leave $100,000 for one of your children. But you can teach them lessons instead throughout their entire life every single day to be patient, to be kind, to have delayed gratification, to seek the Lord constant, consistently and constantly and first and primarily. And those lessons hold so much more value that can, you know, make infinite, infinite, more, <laughs> infinitely more um the mucinex then just is getting you oh stop they're just the hundred thousand dollars like seriously oh, that's true like it's the whole concept of like teach man to fish versus just giving him a fish sort of thing and so teaching is imperative for your children and that's imperative for leaving a legacy Woo! amen number 12 two more we refuse to quit yeah, we decided pretty early on that like quitting was not an option. There is no option of quitting. It's just pressing in more or waiting for the other person. Yeah. Yeah, there have been only, man, I don't even know, maybe less, for sure less than five times that one of us has like left the, an argument, like in an argument, like walked out um of the house or whatever slam the door type of thing like we we always we stay in the house that's the goal (laughs) um and if even if not like if you need to just take a walk around the block or whatever that's not quitting that's like making space really for everybody to be alone with their thoughts right You're absolutely right there. But I was just saying like it is this is something that's super precious to both of us that we're um, we try and be super just very careful about is our hearts and our minds are in it and we're not quitting. So we're building. Yeah. Yeah. And I at least one of the things that I'm trying to do is anytime there's a point of like a point of tension between the two of us. It's really like, man, whether I feel like I'm contributing or not contributing, or maybe I'm the one that's behind the strife, whether I am or not, that is entirely irrelevant. The fact that there is not peace in our house should be the number one priority versus who was right. Because the reality is your home is not right. You're both in the wrong sort of thing. And until you can create some of that peace and then be able to have a, a healthy conversation and be each other's safe place. Then both of you are losing until you get to that point. Stop laughing at me. You are so good. I'm trying. I'm focused. So I thought deep. you were laughing at me because I was like looking off into the distance. <laughs> yeah. so but you're so like. <sighs> All right. Okay. Last one. Woo. Number 13 reason why we love being married and what we've learned and what makes our marriage work 
That's a big one. Yeah, we laugh together. Like we just did, like you were laughing at me. We love to laugh. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. Find things that make you and your spouse laugh and then do that. Whether it's watching a comedian, whether it's. Yeah, several nights we've just, whenever we want to end on a little bit of a higher note, we'll put on like the office or something that we know is like going to make us laugh so that before we go to bed, the last thing that we're doing is laughing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's therapeutic. I mean, the Bible is so full of a merry heart does good like a medicine. Um, His joy is our strength and things like that to where you can literally laugh um, away the stress. You can laugh away the the issues. And yeah, you have to work through stuff. But when you're laughing together, it brings a unity that's um, strong. Brings walls down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, you can be. At a funeral, you can be in the middle of a tough conversation. You can be really frustrated. There's points where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so frustrated with you, but you're laughing and it's like keeping your walls from coming up all the way. It's giving me, it's cracking the door for me to still be able to get in. Would you do that actually when (laughs) you know I'm frustrated, you make me laugh and it makes me so mad because I'm mad, but I'm laughing at him, but it does. It breaks down the walls and it works. So, um, that is 13 reasons why we've made it 13 years we've made it 13 years thank the good lord oh, praise you jesus so we felt i actually felt um in my spirit that we needed to do this and so um we're gonna end with a prayer and in our prayer we're gonna take communion together so we believe highly in acts of faith So if you are listening to this and you want a thriving, beautiful, godly marriage and you are not married, I would encourage you to take communion with us. If you are in a marriage and you just want to partner with another married couple and give your marriage back to the Lord again and yeah, believe for more years of bliss take communion with us yeah there's something super powerful that happens when the body of christ and even a family together i mean even if you look at shabbat or you look at all of this you know just coming together to a, at a table yeah where we're all on the at the same place breaking bread and reflecting on the lord and what he's done for us it it does so much more than just share sharing a meal together or sharing remembrance together. Yes. Yeah. So let's do it. Yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say? I was just going to say in first Corinthians 11, it says, um, whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you're retelling this, this story proclaiming the Lord's death. And so basically it's like, literally it brings you back to the cross. It brings you back to, why we're here and why we're living and why we have an opportunity to enjoy life. And that's because of Jesus. And so it's, it's a joy to be able to do this. So, yeah. And if you're not in the best place, 
with your spouse or if you're just single and you're tired of being single or if you're single and you're happy being single, whatever it may be, one of my favorite things about the cross and salvation is like he comes to you where you're at, Um, which also means like in the fullness of your wickedness, like he died for you (laughs) and he gave everything for you when you were at your worst. That may be today (laughs) or may have been in the past, but ultimately he came to you where you were. And so we encourage you to either individually or together come together wherever you're at and do this together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for this time. We welcome your presence wherever the listeners are. Thank you that your presence is here in our home. We acknowledge you. Jesus, I thank you for your word that says that when we take communion, we're retelling this story. And it's the most powerful story. It's it's everything. It's everything that we base our lives on is what you did on the cross for us. And so, Lord, this communion is an act of faith. This time right now is a prayer of faith and an act of faith, Lord, for our marriage and any marriage represented in the sound of my voice, that they that we would grow, that we would thrive, that our marriage would constantly um, reflect you, Jesus, that as we love each other, that you would teach us more about your love, God, about your Um, unconditional love for us help us to love our spouses unconditionally and for those that are taking this bread in this cup right now father that are believing for a spouse we join our faith with theirs and we thank you lord that you said in your word that it's not good for man to be alone so i ask that you would Give them the desires of their heart, Father. Let them live in the fullness of who you created them to be so that they can find their spouse also living in the fullness of who you've created them to be, Lord. I thank you for um, godly couples flourishing, Father, for your glory. And Lord, so we hold this bread. For us, we're holding our animal cracker. And we say thank you, Jesus, for your broken body for us. Thank you, Father, for the stripes that you bore on the, on, uh, for us, Lord. Thank you for every single part <laughs> of your suffering, what you did for us. So we take this bread. We believe our bodies are whole and healthy. And we take it now and we eat it. In Jesus' name. And Jesus, we thank you for your blood. Your blood is the highest authority in our life. It's because of your blood that you shed on the cross that we get to be co-laborers with you, Jesus. That we get to be joint heirs with you in the kingdom. And it's because of your blood that we get the opportunity and the privilege to bring your kingdom to the earth lord so would you use us to bring your glory to this earth father we love you we thank you for your blood and we 
We drink this cup in remembrance of you now. In Jesus' name. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this episode. I almost said this week. Uh, we appreciate you guys jumping jumping back into the swing of things with us in season three. Woo! Something significant about three. This is true. It's in the number 13. It is in the number 13. <laughs> Happy anniversary, babe. Happy anniversary to you as well. To us as well. Stay tuned. We got some exciting episodes coming soon. Hasta luego. Hasta la vista, baby. Te amo mucho. Adios. Adios.